from the Parts Unknown Studios, this is the Battleground Podcast. Battleground! The Battleground! Battleground! The Battleground! Your place for all things pro wrestling. From the independent scene to WWE, AEW, ROH, NWA, and Impact Wrestling. That's the as well as interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Battleground Podcast. It is an honor to have these guys on the show tonight. Guys that I really think that uh, pre-pandemic I could go out and have a drink with. Now, probably they would drink me under the table because, well, that's part of what they do. Everybody, let's bring on the bouncers from Ring of Honor. Guys, what's going on? What's Cheers, going on? Cheers. I got my wine, Bruiser. You got your wine? Bruiser, what beer. are you drinking on? Let me guess. Is it? Please tell me. Is it uh, Yingling? Oh God, yeah! Oh, I mean, I was—you've got to have the Yingling. Like it, it's kind of funny because that was in college. That was the first beer that I was introduced to. It wasn't Bushlight or you know <laughs> Keystone or Milwaukee's Best. It was Yingling, and you know I got introduced to Yingling Dark, and I was like, at first I was like, oh, 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 but then you grow on it. No, it's probably the greatest beer ever, and I, I actually didn't find out about it until I actually got married, and we were doing a our honeymoon in Gettysburg and uh, we were wearing brewer jerseys and a guy saw us and he's like, Hey, you know, you guys from Wisconsin? We're like, Oh yeah. We told him what town we're from. He's like, I'm from there too. I was like, you like drinking beer? I said, yes. We ended up just hanging out with this other couple for a while. And he goes, I'm going to introduce you to a beer. that's going to change your life. And he got me a, a yingling tap and it changed my life. And I've been addicted to it ever since. And the only place you can get is East coast. Right. And like, I envy Malonis because he can have whatever he wants. So he'll like, when we do our happy hours and stuff, he'll show me the the cans and the cases of beer he's got. I'm like, man, I'm so jealous. So every time we do the bubble, I make sure I buy an extra case and stick it in my overnight bag and bring it home with me. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I was, I was waiting for you if you were going to actually reveal the fact that you, <laughs> you have packed beer in your suitcase home. Your yep. wife texted me about this. Is he really packing beer in his suitcase home? <laughs> Yes, he is. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm under the weight limit. Who cares? <laughs> you got to think, though, if you drink as much Yingling as you talk about, you got to think Yingling's like, let's capitalize on this and get him a sponsorship or something. <laughs> but we, were clo- we were close last year. Uh, I that that might have been the worst yeah. pre-pandemic. And then, yeah. you know. <laughs> pre-pandemic, we were actually talking with them, and they were going to wait until the next sales year, but then the pandemic hit, and we don't know what happened. So. <sighs> Well, I, th- you know, things seem to kind of be going on the upswing. So hopefully that, that talks can come back again. And, you know, you mentioned the, the happy hour, how did, you know, things had to change during the pandemic ring of honor, I think was a very good company. Cause we've had several people on and the thing that, uh, that everybody has praised of ring of honor is they still kept everybody on payroll. They still, you know, kept everybody paying, but the thing that ring of honor did was doing innovative stuff like, you know, showing the best of every weekend and then something cool you guys do is the happy hour. So let's talk about that. Like, how did that come about? 
Yeah, it was actually funny thing is it was actually an idea we had um, that we had we had pitched on doing it um, very much in the vein of like Coleman's you know pulpit. We thought, hey, this would be a great interview segment to have on TV, um, and it just so happens, you know, we we, we pitched the idea. The world goes absolutely haywire. We get shut down. We can't do shows for months. And we went to Ring of Honor and said, hey, we'd love to bring this idea to, you know, either TV or, or social media platforms. And, you know, maybe it's something we can do. We can do weekly. And they love the idea. And I will say, like, it's, it's awesome because they, they've given us the creative freedom. They've given us the ball and let us run with it. And, it, you know, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, and that's the thing is when you sit there and watch the happy hour, you can tell you guys are having fun. It is you and it's your persona that you put on TV is what you get. And uh, is there ever a time that you're like, well, let me slow down just a little bit with the drinking during the happy hour. What What's slowing down? <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? Slowing down. It's happy hour. Like happy hour is meant to hang out with your friends and drink beer. We just or, try to be interviewable. Double, we do double time at that point, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Slowing okay, so, down. So I kind of want to go back to, like, how it all began for you guys. Like, what do you remember about the the time that they came to you? Because you guys had a one-on-one -on -one match before you were a tag team. What was it like? I mean, who kind of thought of, let's put you two together as a tag team? Well, we joked about it. We totally yeah. like so we we wrestled. It was in it was in like my home area, uh, Lowell, Mass. And we would, I mean, we I had already been around for a little bit, so we had already been like friendly with each other and would shoot the breeze and hang out backstage. And then we had the match, and we jokingly said like, oh, "It'd be funny if like we were like a tag team or something." But he, you know, Bruiser was a stylist at the time, and it was, it was just you know kind of funny. So I was on, you know, um, Bruiser's already there, obviously with Silas. And I had done the top prospect and a couple shots here and there, but nothing concrete. Um, and I got a call. Boy, what was that? Maybe the idea came up like a couple days before TV. And I got a call and said, hey, can you be in Philadelphia, um, you know, on Sunday? <laughs> like, we have something for you. So, yeah, it was, Surprise! Uh, it was uh, Todd Sinclair, I guess, had been pitching the idea for a while because – Todd's known me since I started Ring of Honor, but Todd Pants and Malonis go way back to like early days. And um, we were doing a thing where Salas and I were looking for a third person for the six mans. And we were doing these funny skits where we were like interviewing people and they just never lived up to what we wanted. And then uh, I got to Philly the one day and they're like, oh, hey, Brian's going to wrestle Kenny King. You're going to do a run in and he's going to turn and join you guys and you guys are going to be a tag team. And I was like, Cool. <laughs> like, like Brian said, we had already been hanging out backstage, you know, and, and just having a good time. So now it's like, oh, okay, cool. Let's do this. And then it just took off from there, man. And then the rest is history. Cause I mean, you, you sit there and you, you watch you guys come out and it's like, you don't see very many people just stroll out with a keg and a cigar, <laughs> like not, not since the Brooklyn brawler days. Like you don't have the guy with the cigar. And I thought that was the cool thing. Cause when I first saw you guys, it's like, these are like my kind of guys, guys that just come out, have fun, have some beers, have some cigars, and love to fight. That That's pretty much it. Yeah, we drink and we fight. That's what we do. That's the best thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the funny thing is, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, it's it's become a cliche now of, like, wrestling with, you know, your, with your volume turned up. is like, in that, But it really is us. Like, what you see is what you get uh, with us <laughs> inside, on, you know, in front of the camera or out of the ring. 
it's not all that different. The same stupid things. I mean, maybe we're not fighting people in our hotel room, but the same stupid yeah. things that make us laugh on camera that we talk about, the same stupid things we're laughing about, joking about, we're drinking beers in the hotel room, you know, afterwards. So, it's, you know. Yeah. And that's, you know, we had Session Moth Martina on and that's, that's kind of the thing that she said about you guys was like, they really are what you see on TV is what you get off the camera (laughs) outside of the arena. And she was like, it's kind of hard sometimes to keep up and drinking with them. When they, when they hired her. So we were supposed to just do that one-off promo with her. That was like introducing her to the ring of honor crowd. And when we, we filmed the promo um, and they put on social media, it became the number one trending thing on Ring of Honor social media. And it was funny because we had a meeting with creative that day or the day before. And they told Brian and I, Hey, we're going to go a little more serious with you guys, you know, and focus on all that. This promo comes out with Martina stealing the beer and all this stuff. And they call us back in the next day and Brian and are like, Oh great. We're getting fired. Like we did something okay. wrong. We're in so much trouble. And they're like, we loved what you guys did with uh, with Sash. Keep it going. So then it was just the three of us like, okay, what can we do to just live off this, you know? And, and that all the promos just started coming and and she found out real quick that it doesn't stop when the red light turns off. Like <laughs> we go back to the hotel and we're drinking, thinking of stuff to do, and then we just happen to record it and show it on social media. Yeah, the cool thing with that is like we were given a lot of again, just like with happy hour, like I think that's you know, one of my favorite things uh, of working for Ring of Honor, because I've worked for indie companies where I've had less control <laughs> over yeah. what, I, what I do. And and they have enough faith and, and trust in us to say, no, here's the here's what we're looking for. You guys, you know, you guys have the creative freedom, do it. And, you know, and, and they've really appreciated, you know, the things that we've uh, been able to put together, all the little funny, you know, funny videos. And I mean, that, that was the thing that really sucks a lot. All this, we had some, you know, we really had some good stuff that we've been doing with uh, Martina and, so hopefully we can get back to, you know, telling that story at some point and me being all smitten with her and all that, <laughs> that stuff. That's kind of, you know, and that's what I'm hoping we get back, you know, once things, it seems like things are kind of starting to get to normal. You see other wrestling promotions bringing in fans and, uh, you know, hopefully that can happen soon with everything going on. And I, I kind of want to go back just a little bit, uh, Bruiser, with your training, because you trained with probably one of the goats of wrestling. <laughs> Harley race. What was it like learning from Harley? And like, do you have any great stories about Harley? Oh, I got so many stories with Harley. Um, I always say, hey, hold on. Right? Make, make sure, make sure you don't tell me that they're going to, uh, yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure they're PG stories. And that, and I, I've, I've had a couple times where I went to tell a Harley story. My wife's like, nope, nope. Can't tell that one. Nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how all wives are, man. <laughs> but, uh, I started with a guy named Trevor Adonis and that's why I, I say I went to like grade school and high school and wrestling. And then I went to college with Harley and Harley was a stand up guy. He was, he was awesome. Like he, he taught us the business side of wrestling and how to handle yourself with promoters, uh, if you're con- if you have a contract come up, how to discuss contracts, um, how to behave when you're doing like extra work for the bigger companies and stuff. And he really took the business side and like instead of it being a hobby, it became my job. And uh, it, man, I got so many great stories. One one story I can tell um, was the reason I before I found out what Yingling was, I used to drink Coors Light. That's that's my go to now. And when I lived in Missouri, that's a a Budweiser state. Cause that's where mm-hmm. Budweiser's from. And I hate Budweiser, you know, born and raised in Milwaukee. It was Miller light all the time, Miller products. So Harley was a big bud drinker, but Terry Funk was a Coors, Coors light drinker. 
so he had brought Terry Funk in for a show and stuff. And we we're at the bar afterwards and we're all drinking. And I kept telling Terry, like, I hate this Budweiser, man. And he's like, Oh, here, drink Coors Light. So I, that's all I started drinking. Well, we ended up getting pretty drunk. And there's this bar that used to be called Buzzer McGee's and it had two levels. So it had like the main floor, then it had like a little balcony area where people could hang out. So Terry, me, and Harley are all sitting down on the floor area. And up on top is, is this balcony. And Harley, pulls these darts out now i don't know where he got the darts from but it was a bucket full of darts and it wasn't like you know you go to a bar you see the plastic tip darts and stuff no yeah. these were the steel tipped english darts oh man and he goes terry what should we do and terry's like i got an idea and terry takes them out and they start throwing them up in the balcony at people up in the balcony <laughs> and i'm sitting there going what is going on and they're like come on kid do this so here's the three of us throwing darts at people in the balcony and then people turn around and look and like, we'd all just sit there like nothing's happening. <laughs> and after a while, like people realize it's Harley. And instead of being mad, they're all joking. They come down, buy a round of drinks for everybody. They're shaking Harley's hand and they walk away. And I look I'm like, you can get away with anything. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Hey, Bruce, you know, I don't know if I've, I've ever heard that story. This is the first time for me hearing that story. <laughs> I, I love you, buddy. You're my best friend in the world, but I think maybe the Vincent with the darts in your back might have been a little bit of karma. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. There right. it is. It's full circle now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could just sit there imagining. I mean, I don't. I don't think anybody would try to at least throw fists at Harley or Terry Funk or you. I mean, three guys sitting there. Nah, I'm just gonna walk away. I'll walk away with a dart in the back, stuck to the back of my head, crying, <laughs> and I'll pull it out later and just be like, "This was a dart that they threw at the back of my head." Yeah. Um, <laughs> So you guys were both participants in the the top prospect tournament. Uh, I mean, how were you guys recruited for that? And do you have any like favorite memory from the tournament? Uh, I did mine. I got I did the tryout camp, and then through the tryout camp, I got invited to the top prospect uh, tournament. And one of my favorite memories was actually when I did the tryout camp. I did a match with Will Ferrara in the in the tryout camp because he do a little a match. And all the they have coaches and judges at this tryout camp, and they all stood up and they say yes or no. Yes, you're ready for TV, and we'll put you on tomorrow. Or no, you need to work on something. And we got a unanimous yes. So when you get to Philadelphia and it's the semifinals, it's me and Will Ferrara again. They're like, hey, do that match you guys did at camp here on TV. And Will and I went out and did it. And and to this day. Will still hangs out. Uh, in fact, Brian and I call him Little Beer because he hangs out with us like that little puppy dog. It's always <laughs> hanging out with the two big bulldogs. And, like, he's always with us. And I've been friends with him ever since that moment. And it was really cool and a good memory. Yeah, my, my story similar. I did a, I did a tryout yeah. camp. Um, you know, one of the cool things is uh, one of the guys that I uh, was in the top first. Like, matter of fact, he's the jerk that uh, – eliminated me from the top prospect tournament, uh, Josh Woods, you know, we did the same, we did the same tryout camp. So we both kind of came from that same, literally same Avenue, same weekend. Um, but I, the really cool thing for that was, um, was actually when I got told I was in the top prospect tournament, it was, it was in Baltimore. Um, and this is when, um, at this point, like war machine was still there. You know, one of my, one of my best friends, you know, came up with them. We've done so much together is, is Ivar, uh, Hansen and, and then, um, Bruiser alluded to it, Todd Sinclair. We literally started wrestling school together. Same, same week, like same day. Like we started 
literally from day one together. So when I was told by, um, you know, by Delirious and, and Kevin Kelly that I was going to be in the top prospect tournament, like, you know, they were both right there, you know, talking about Hanson and, and Todd Sinclair. So just to get told that, which, you know, at that point, definitely the biggest moment and biggest turning point of my career. And to have, you know, two of my best friends, two of my longest friends in the business right there, you know, when I'm finding out that that was, that's probably of the entire experience, probably my favorite, um, you know, favorite moment just because of, you know, who was right there, who I get to share it with. Yeah. And that, that's gotta be a good thing. The fact, like you said, getting to share it with your friends and, you know, looking back when it's all said and done, you'll remember that as the big memory. Crazy to think that Valentine's Day is upon us. Make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. What's up? It's battle. Crazy to think this, but 2 million men are already trusting Manscaped products to groom, so make sure you're one of them. You know, with Valentine's Day right around the corner, you're probably thinking, what should I get my significant other? Well, I will tell you the perfect gift for you and your partner. The perfect way is to get started with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Also, another cool thing, the thing is waterproof, which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink, especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow. And let's be real, we smelled the worst down there. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. That's why I'm thankful for their Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, and sticking. I have an interesting story about that, but I will save that for later. It involves a hamster, a pet store, and a lady thinking I was stealing it. Never did that, by the way. Um, Also, the products smell really, really good. The manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. The Perfect Package 3.0 will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that keep your junk feeling fresh all day. And it's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Easily the comfiest boxers I've ever had. I'm actually wearing some right now. And complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped with the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. The cologne is the perfect complement to the collection. It is my daily go-to cologne. I'm actually wearing that right now as well. This is the perfect package for your perfect package, guys. Get 20% off right now, plus free shipping. Use the code BATTLEGROUND at manscaped.com. Once again, 20% off free shipping with the code BATTLEGROUND at manscaped.com. Your balls are going to thank you once again. I'll tell you this. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BATTLEGROUND at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. All you got to do is use the code BATTLEGROUND. Happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped. Um, you know, I, I kind of got the story from Bruiser about the beer, but let me just ask this. We'll have a fun question. If the unfortunate event occurs where you have to only drink one brand of beer or wine, uh, what would it be? There's no more oh. yingling. We'll put that out there. Mm. Cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of all beer. Like, uh, I love going to these. Well, when we would go to towns uh, and Brian, Brian did this with me, too, is uh, we'd find local beers and just try them and, and say, hey, what's something local around here and, and give it a try. And that was a lot of fun traveling all over the country and and being able to do that. But if I couldn't have Yingling, I would probably go with uh, Asai or it's a Japanese beer. Um, cause when we, when I did the tour of Japan, 
their beer taps over there are the cleanest beer taps ever. And you literally go through about nine beers before you realize you've had nine beers and it hits you <laughs> because it's so clean and crisp. And it's every restaurant I ever went to over there. It's as clean and crisp. So again, I loaded up my travel bag and, and flew home with it. <laughs> so <laughs> long as you stayed under the weight limit. You exactly. trying to say you trying to say the Applebee's and Nashville's uh, beer taps aren't clean, Bruce? <laughs> I mean, I think there's only like one Applebee's left in Nashville, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, Yazoo has some pretty good beer in Nashville. If you had that one before, they've got some pretty good dark beers and some IPAs. Yeah. Hey, I'm I mean, not a big I'll, IPA guy. I'll try them, but I'm not a big guy. I want to try Stone Cold. I haven't tried his yet. That's pretty good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, what I'm, about a you, I'm, a, I'm a domestic beer guy. Like, I, give me some Coors Light or something. Like, I, I, I like a good Coors Light. Uh, wine again. I don't. I don't have expensive taste, man. Like, I mean, take a look at me. I'm a simple guy. I've got a, a real hook dog, but for price and flavor, a nice yellowtail Cabernet Sauvignon. But yeah. has has there been anybody that's come to you guys and said, "Hey, let's let's give you your own like beer or your own wine, like create." a bouncers kind of style. Like you've got the good brothers who have their own kind of liquor and beer. Like, has anybody came to you guys about making your own stuff? Yeah. Another thing last year that we, yeah. <laughs> we kind of had in the works. And um, again, it's a little, it's a little tougher with, with these things. To, I mean, obviously small, you know, when you're, especially when you're talking to like a small brewery, which is what, you know, first for what we were looking to do, it would definitely have to be like a small local brewery. Um, it was just, it just became not feasible with kind of the way things were going. So again, these are all things that we, we had been talking about. We've been working on, um, you know, uh, Bobby Cruz was helping us too. Like I want to put Bobby over cause he'll get mad if we don't, <laughs> um, you know, you know, he was helping us. So hopefully again, once we get back to normal a little bit, hopefully we can make a lot of these things happen. I mean, we were, I mean, we were talking about, you know, doing meet and greets and local bars and stuff. Like they were working on setting that up for us. Like there was yeah. a lot of stuff that we had in the works that just. They were doing, well, um, the marketing was trying to get a brewery tour for us where uh, we'd show cool. up and we show up a day early and do like a meet and greet at local breweries and stuff because we had, we had told them and I, um, something that happened to us where Brian and I were booked in Oklahoma, uh, Tulsa, I think it was. And the show ended up getting canceled, but the promoter still brought us in. He still paid us and everything. And he says, hey, do you guys mind just doing like a, a meet and greet with people at my sponsors? We're like, yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> you, you, want a, you want a bouncer's drinking story? This is a bouncer's <laughs> oh, drinking story. Oh, boy. If, if, we're, if we're getting adjusted for this, let me get ready for this story. So we, we get into Tulsa about 10 o'clock in the morning and – drop our our bags off at the hotel and then we go to the this brewery and we start drinking and we don't stop 11 11 a.m by the way central time yeah (laughs) yeah and it's it's uh we literally drank from 10 in the morning till three in the morning (sighs) and it was one of those moments where brian and i were sitting in a bar and brian goes man our flights in like four hours. Cause we had to fly the next day to, to, to here in Wisconsin for a show. He's like, we got to get some sleep, man. Like, and I go, no, man, it's only like 10 o'clock. And he looks and he goes, no, dude, it's like 3 a.m. And I'm like, yeah, we got to get some sleep. 
<laughs> so the, the voice of reason, Kikataro, uh, yeah, helped, right. uh, helped us get an Uber. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Kikataro, the, guy, the guy that can barely oh. speak English booked us an Uber <laughs> to make sure we got to the airport okay. Yeah, and then I mean, Brian ended up landing two hours before me for some reason, ended up crashing at my house and getting some sleep. I get off the plane and we go directly to the show. And the first thing we do is crack open beers. And people are like, oh. are you guys nuts? We're like, no, man, here are the dog. There you go. That's what you gotta do, man. And I so I gotta fly home the next day, like home, home. Like the, <laughs> yeah. you know, we can talk about fun on the whole discussion about Martina storyline. I'm married with two kids, you know, so <laughs> Mama's been home with the kids without 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 me for you know you know a couple days. She sees my social media where I'm clearly out having a very good time. When you get in you the know, door, you already know you're in trouble. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm in a doghouse already. She don't care if I'm hungover. <laughs> but we drank, and so my flight was at like six thirty Milwaukee yep. time. I'm going back to Eastern time, which is an hour ahead. So we 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 stayed out till two two thirty yeah. again that night, drinking <laughs> beer all night. You end up falling asleep watching TV, watching bad wrestling because for some reason when Brian and I get drunk, we want to watch just bad wrestling for some reason. So we, we literally YouTube just bad wrestling clips. That's how you balance the working for the for the company that produces the best professional wrestling on the planet. Like I, <laughs> by the end of a Ring of Honor show, I've had enough of the best wrestling on the planet. Like I'll never forget, I went to a wrestling event here in Nashville. It was like in Madison, and it was legitimately in the back of a discount tobacco and liquor store. Like <laughs> this was the most redneck thing I've ever been to in my life. And like, so you get in there, the ring. When you attempt to stand on the top the top rope, you're like this, trying not to like hit the ceiling. And I remember the last night I went, like something went down. And I think something. I think there was like real heat during the match, yeah. and a guy got a cinder block smash between his legs, like legit oh, of course. sledgehammer. Of course. Uh, a fan was throwing a chair at a manager, and I was like, well. The hell with this shit. I'm out. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I, like, I ain't coming back. And uh, I don't know whatever happened to that wrestling organization, but I was like, yeah, we're never going back to anything in the discount tobacco liquor store. So yeah. and that's what we'll we want. Good there. That's um, right our alley. Like, I don't want to watch wrestling that is like, yeah. it's just like, not, all right, they're not very good or something. Like, I want, like, I want to laugh at it. It's so comically bad. Yeah, it makes those, us, those it makes us kind of, uh, respect where we're at because, like, we're at the great one of the greatest companies in the world. I mean, we watched Matt Taven and Jay Lethal go for an hour in almost a wrestling clinic, and that night we watched some two guys think they're wrestlers go for three minutes, be blown up, and can't even clothesline one another without breaking each other's noses. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about watching some of the best wrestling, and Ring of Honor has been putting out an amazing product, and let's kind of something really cool is the, the ROH bubble. And of yep. course, you could follow ROH Bubble on Twitter and just see all the amazing stuff that you guys are posting behind the scenes. So, what's it like being in the bubble? It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, in all honesty, like we have, it, it's you know, it, it, you're, you're isolated. You're by yourself. Like you got to definitely bring things to amuse yourself. So you got to, you know, you got to, you know, I bring, we bring our playstations. We text nonstop. Um, you know, you got to bring stuff to amuse you, bring books, you know, bring, you know, we all do DDPY. I think the whole roster does DDPY workouts. Um, but really, you know, we understand that why they're doing it, why 
Ring of Honor has been so strict, why they're looking out for us. Um, we feel, you know, I think I think the, the biggest thing, again, all of us have families that we got to go home to. So I think the biggest thing for me and having that peace of mind of I can go, we can do our job and we can be safe about it and come home and keep the people we love safe too because because of how they're looking out for us. Yeah, because yeah. we're, we're constantly being tested. We get three tests the whole time we're there. Um, we're in our rooms. Like, they literally will – they have it set up with the hotel where uh, if we, like, DoorDash or Uber Eats food, they they drop it off, and they have designated people to bring it to our rooms. So oh, there's wow, no contact cool. at all. Yeah, like, Ring of Honor is going above and beyond. Uh, I'm going to say it again. Ian, Ian King, um, Dave Floridia, and Merch Boy Todd, they're the three – powerhouses behind the bubble they're the ones to set up the schedule for our testing for our physicals they run the shuttles back and forth to the venue and to the to the dojo so we can do our tapings and stuff like our uh, pre-tapes and uh, man they're they're rock stars and, and it's it's better now when we first were there but we were there for eight days i think brian and now it's yeah. streamlined to like five so it's not it's nice. it, it's you know you just gotta find a way to entertain yourself hence all the videos and stuff and like this last one you know chuck down in uh Sir, uh, room service won't give me my beer until the last day, so I had a big argument with him. And, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I, I always like it, especially the first day or two. Being a, I have a nine year old and a five year old, and so to have a couple, I've been locked up with them since last March, so to have a couple days away isn't you know, that's not so bad either, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> and of course, you get to do something you love. You're it's it, you know, yeah. you're you're away for a couple days, but you get to be back with the family, and like you said, I mean. Every time that we've had somebody on from Ring of Honor, it's nothing but high praise of how they handle the bubble, how they handle the testing. And, you know, I think uh, a guy that you're going to be facing this weekend when we had uh, Mike Bennett on, he was talking about getting a PS5 somewhere down there. But let's let's talk about that. You've got a big match happening this weekend. I mean, you're taking on Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. And, you know, I don't think that Mike and Matt are fully aware of what's going to happen with them when they step in the ring with you guys because they're too focused on Vinny at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, this, is a, this is a big chance for us. I mean, right now they're number one in the tag team rankings, yeah. um, you know, and we know their history. I mean, you talk about the history of OGK, uh, you know, with New Japan, with Ring of Honor, one of the best tag teams, you know, in Ring of Honor history. Um, the, the magnitude of the moment and, and who we're getting to step in the ring with is not is not lost on us. Um, I, I think Bruiser gets a little mad because I, I've said this a few times, but you know these guys are my buddies too. You know I've, I've known you know I've known Taven almost since the day he started. I've known Mike Bennett almost since the day I started. The first time me and Mike Bennett locked horns was like 2003. So these guys are my friends too. But hey, sometimes your friends stand in your way of of things you want to accomplish, and you gotta you gotta do what it takes to win. And yeah. without the without the crowd there and stuff, we kind of have a new attitude where it's a little less fun, ha-ha, with the crowd because there is no crowd. So we're focused on winning and, and doing what it takes to win, you know, friendships aside. Like, I get where Brian's coming from, you know, these guys he's known his whole life, his whole career, you know, but that's afterwards. Like, after we beat them and beat them up, then we'll crack open the beers and, and have a good time and reminisce. But during the match, you know, we're going to beat them up. <laughs> you right. know, like we're, two, we're, we're like literally the biggest tag team in ring of honor. And we're, we want to get to tag team gold. They just happen to be in the way of that. Well, I right, beat them exactly. up before I beat them up before, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and that, that's kind of, you know, you think about it when you guys come out, we've seen you guys numerous times when you come to Nashville and you have fun with the crowd and you're interacting 
And I think, like you said, it gives you a little bit more focus when there's not a crowd there because you're not uh, you're you're able to focus a little bit more than the drunk guy behind you, like, hey, let's get a beer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, well, his name is Bruiser. He's right there. Like, <laughs> you know, like he still yells at me drunkenly from the corner when I'm in the ring. <laughs> well, it's it's weird with the new rules. We're not allowed to bring the beer to the ring with us. Like normally, really? you have the, yeah, like the open beers and stuff. The the commission doesn't want any of that because of the, the protocols. Which you know what, fine. But again, that just that makes us focus. You know, like. We're having beers beforehand. We're having beers after, but during, you know, okay, cool. Let's focus on this. Let's, uh, you know, punch people in the mouths and, and win some matches. And that's, that's the way it is. And, you know, you sit here and think about it. It's like they're in your way to going after the ring of honor tag team championship. So the next question is, is what's next for the bouncers in ring of honor and pro wrestling landscape? Like after this Saturday, cause I'm putting it out in the universe after this Saturday, when you beat Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, do you get to call your shot and say, we want that title shot? I sure hope so. I mean, we don't want, here's, here's the thing, man. We don't, we're, we don't want to be the Chicago Cubs or, you know, we don't want to be the lovable losers. We want to, we want to establish a legacy here. I mean, we've already made history of, we're the biggest tag team in the, in the history of Ring of Honor, but we want to make that history of uh, winning matches too and winning championships. You know, I think there's a long, there's a long history of, you know, great tag teams in Ring of Honor. And, and what's next for us? Well, the important thing for us is to etch our names uh, next to those that have come before us because uh, we understand, again, the magnitude of those names, who those people are. Um, and just because somebody has an impressive resume uh, doesn't mean they can't be taken down a peg. Yeah, exactly. it only takes three seconds to pin somebody. And, and pinning Matt Taven, a former Ring of Honor world champion, that, that says a lot, you know. And uh, we're going to do it. You know, um, what's in the future? Future is us being tag team champions, you know? And we've had this this thing on the show that we've told everybody, and it's actually gone on to happen. Everybody that has been on this show has gone on to win tag team gold. Now, we did have Mike and Matt on, but we didn't have them together, so that does not count for them. But you two guys are on together, and we're going to say that you're going to win tag team gold because we had PCO on before he was the ROH champion. He came on the show two weeks later. What do you know? He wins the title. So we're putting that out there for you guys. Yeah, and I think they're they're also kind of distracted with Vincent. I mean, Brian and I, we had our dealings with Vincent. You know, we we for six months dealt with him, you know, hence starts in the back, you know, and and you can't underestimate him, you know. And uh Taven's had his hands full. So maybe they're gonna be a little too distracted and we slide in and and, and win, you know. That's the way to do it. Cause I mean, like you said, they're going to be distracted with uh, Vincent and they're going to continuously be looking over their shoulder the entire match because Vincent, you never know where he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, and that's the scary thing about Vincent. Um, well, he's a creep. He's a creep. <laughs> we, we had him on the show before this, this new persona. And let me tell you back then he was nice. Now scares the living hell out of me. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but where, one last thing, like where can guys, uh, everybody keep up with you merchandise? Where can they buy that at? Uh, what do you want to tell everybody else that's uh, listening right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm minor simple. I'm Brian Malonis on uh, Twitter, Brian Malonis KP on Instagram. Uh, and if you want a T-shirt, uh, BrianMalonis.com. Lots of good, uh, good bouncers T-shirts, Brian Malonis T-shirts, and you know, just watch us in Ring of Honor. You know, we're uh, you know, 
uh, we're, we're, we're locked in. We're ready to go. Uh, and we're excited to uh, – we got robbed just like everybody else of last year. So we're, we're about to make 2021 the year of the beer. Yeah, there it is. I'm at uh, at BCB Winchester on Twitter, uh, the Beer City Bruiser on Facebook, Beer City Bruiser on Instagram, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Beer City Bruiser for T-shirts. Uh, I'm on Cameo, which is uh, just Beer City Bruiser on Cameo. I, uh, I'll do a shout out and stuff. And normally if Ryan's with me, he jumps on there too. Um, my YouTube page is Beer City Bruiser. Then if you go to the ROHWrestling.com, um, they got all of our merchandise on there. They got masks and koozies and DVDs and t-shirts and all that. So All that fun stuff. Well, Brian Bruiser, the bouncers, greatly do appreciate you guys coming on the show today. And uh, we look forward to seeing you kick some ass this weekend against Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Bro, oh, we man. can't wait. Thank Pleasure. you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Battleground Podcast. Make sure you give it five stars and a nice review. To stay up to date with the show, follow them at Battleground Podcast on Instagram.